This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to Inside the Tunnel, brought to you by VT Scoop 24-7 Sports. My name is Andrew Alex, joined today by not Evan Wilkins, but we have Doug Bowman. We have Matesis. We will have another guest here shortly, but gentlemen who are here, what's going on? Not much, just spending my, uh, what day is it? Tuesday. We're spending my Tuesday afternoon researching flights to Dallas and stuff, but I don't think it's in the cards based on prices. Matei, you seem like the kind of guy who, who would make the trip, the kind of guy who might have deep pockets based okay. on pockets. <laughs> based on your output here uh, at 247 it seems like every time we ask for subscribers it's so we don't have to fire you right uh that makes me think you're making a pretty penny are you going to put that into a flight to dallas texas for I, the very thing we're about to talk about right now could we get evan to cover we probably could get evan to cover i mean he's got Evan's one of the cheapest people I know. He's got to cover something eventually. This seems like the perfect opportunity. Despite my deep pockets, I will not be making the trip down, but I will be tuned in. Tuned in, indeed. So, I, I mean, I kind of just want to get everyone together to talk about this because it, it, we'd be remiss. We'd be doing the people a disservice if we couldn't at least mention the dynamic uh, monument mental run that is truly unlike anything we've seen uh, in Virginia Tech history. I mean, there are a few moments that could compare. Of course, 1999 National Championship, you have men's and women's soccer runs to the Final Four, both in this century. But I think this one, especially for a younger generation of Hokie alumni truly does mean more. It is the the farthest we've seen a team go in, in terms of sustained success. A- and they're doing so as part of what is just a beautifully executed rebuild project is the best way to put it. So I open the floor to you guys. Virginia Tech women's basketball headed to the final four. Doug Bowman, what say you? I think you hit the kind of nail on the head at the at the last part about this beautifully executed rebuild project. Like it's to think about where they were um, 2011, 2012, right? They hire Dennis Wolf, who was the director. They, they basically fired Beth Duncanberger after she, for lack of a better term, were in the program on the ground. The program was not competitive. Um, by any stretch and they and to resolve that they simply went down the hall and hired the director of basketball operations for the men's team Um, Dennis Wolf who'd been a head coach at Boston on the men's side for years never coached the women women's game and out of all the women's coaches with some sort of experience in the land and the whole country 
um, tech just went down the hall and, and, and hired, hired Wolf, who, you know, probably a pretty good basketball mind, but certainly wasn't prepared for that kind of role. <laughs> I, I, I don't think um, there, uh, there had to be somebody more qualified, but they, they didn't. And Wolf sort of rebuild them as last year they got was early in the whip Babcock tenure and he gets to the I think it was the women's in IT was the peak of the program but the the program was still a far stretch and that's when they bring in Kenny Brooks to build um, and it's been certainly a slow methodical um, rebuild um, but to see it all come together this year has been uh, I mean, pretty special. And I mean, you could see it coming the last couple of years in terms of their progress and where they were. They had the year where they um, got off to a hot start and then struggled in ACC play. And then last year, they finally make it to the NCAA tournament. And now they're now they're all the way into the final four. So, I mean, just uh, from where this was, I mean, I tweeted last night right after the game, like everybody's celebrating all this stuff. And like, this is a program that hired the men's director of basketball operations to be their head coach roughly a decade ago. And, and, and then last night they have magic Johnson tweeting about Kenny Brooks and the pro like the, the, the difference between what was and what is now is just um, remarkable. Um, obviously Liz Kitley is a big part of that and her career, but like Georgia Amore, the, the run she's been on, this is like, um, you see it all the time on the men's side, at least like when the lights go on and it's March and you just get hot and, and it just, it just snowballs from there and you start playing with all this confidence. I mean, um, a ridiculous run on her part, like, like an all time run in terms of quality of play and like stepping up, like elevating your play beyond what you've done. She was already really good throughout the year. Um, but I mean, she's arguably she's playing better than the two-time ACC player of the year, um, which is, which is really remarkable. And I mean, it's just a great story all around the pieces, the way they fit a more and Kitley and then, and then the role players around them with trailer and Sewell and all those, all those um, really, really effective. I mean, it's just a really well, well-rounded team that plays complimentary basketball and you see it. And, um, you know, it helps to have the two-time ACC Player of the Year. It helps to have a player, a point guard, who is completely running the show and in full control of what's happening on the court. I mean, you know, everybody's worried about the press break last night and what Ohio State was going to do after they shredded UConn with it. And the game plan was literally just, okay, Georgia, dribble, you've got it. There was no – and it forced Ohio State out of it. So, I mean, just a really – Fun team to watch, an impressive team to watch, an impressive run, historic run. Um, there's going to be a banner for a Final Four in Castle Coliseum next year. Um, I think there should be at least one jersey going up there, per perhaps two. Um, so, I mean, great story all around. Make it two jerseys. Make it two jerseys. Come on. Two. I, I, I don't think – I just have as much fun watching many players in all of sports than I have watching Georgia Amor. Georgia Amor looks like she's just having a time out there and it, it's, it's energizing. It's energizing to watch. 
end of the third quarter. Obviously, the game is kind of going back and forth. It was going back and forth, especially during that first half. This is like a heavyweight battle, just punches being exchanged. Both teams refusing to be knocked down. Uh, Now, I think you go into halftime saying, okay, the girl on Ohio State started off five for five, three. (laughs) And that is unlikely to continue. Of course, Duke could have said that about 100 Couture in the ACC championship last year, and they would have been wrong. But, I mean, you went into halftime with the lead, and you still you felt good-ish about it. But as a Hokie fan, how, how good can you ever truly feel? That first uh, half was about anything. Oh, yeah. It was appointment television. Appointment television. <laughs> and, it, by the way, it, it's just awesome, by the way. Virginia Tech fans, y'all are crazy. Love seeing, like, my entire timeline. You know, not just the people I'm associated with online and, and through engagements I have such as this, but like personal friends. I lived in Blacksburg for eight years. Alumni of the university, most of my friends went to Virginia. And everyone just 100% locked in. My phone's blowing up with texts about women's basketball. Like the Hokies just, you know, the, the fan base just wants to be part of something. and. This team is so easy to get behind, knowing the example that the man at the top sets for our university and what the university stands for and its values, the energy and how the, the players truly do seem to just, like, they're friends. They love each other. They, they, you know, they're normal college kids out there, and they're having a good time. They're playing basketball, and they happen to be really freaking good at it. And it's, it's awesome to watch. But the beautiful icing on the cake, was end of the third quarter, time expiring, Amor just running around in circles, turns, fades away, three. And yeah, maybe she wasn't as lights out as she has been in other important games, you know, at least from beyond the arc. But the shots that she hit came in moments that mattered. And she was automatic when they needed her at the end, which was at the free throw line when Ohio State, uh, you know, wasn't going to give up that easily. And for a moment there, it looked like they were giving Virginia Tech uh, a little bit of a scare. And then, you know, Liz Kitley is just Liz Kitley. Like, she went off. It was just incredible to watch. So, you know, really, uh, just a really great moment in the history of the university. Matei, reflecting on this a little less than 24 hours later, actually not that much, a little bit, because it was such a late start. But, uh did you get any sleep last night or were you just full on rushing from the adrenaline and checking, you know, your phone and the light from your phone, just causing delays blue light. In your ability it's to fall asleep you. as you check flight. Yeah. Blue light. Blue light's bad for you as you try to True. sleep. Yeah. I didn't wear my blue light glasses last night, but also just to mention with Amor, like she was, it looked like she was very hurt in the beginning of the game. It was like a Michael Jordan comeback story and uh, coming back out there, breaking the press, like, uh, and then joking around in the post-game interview that it's just a hit. Like we've got a game to win. Like their personality is awesome. Like the way they, they play the game is amazing. Um, obviously this one was a bit closer, um, but like this entire tournament run, like they've looked really dominant on both sides of the ball and have been able to like, you know, last night they win by 10, whatever, against Tennessee. I think at one point they had like a 16-point lead, uh, which closed down once Tennessee started pressing a little bit. Like South Dakota State was like 20-something point lead. Like 
this is a really dominant team. Like when you going into the tournament, like when people are seeing Virginia Tech as a one seed, like how far can they take this? I think a lot of people were eyeing a matchup between like this matchup in the Elite Eight between Virginia Tech and UConn. And like that would be success. And they've already like surpassed it, which is just amazing. Like to be in the final four and to be one of literally the last four teams to have a chance to win a national championship. Like I understand what's going on with South Carolina and like temper expectations and whatnot, but this is like absolutely incredible. It's a dream season. As you were saying last night, I was staying up extra late. Shout out to David Cunningham. I was watching all the uh, clips from his Twitter um, I think it was Kitley and um, King who were trying to take the regional bracket back onto the bus. Uh, it was incredible. So uh, there was a lot of good content on the timeline last night. Which they deserve to take the bracket with them. Exactly. What won? else are you going to do with the bracket? Take, let them have the bracket. Exactly. Like, the, you won the regional. Take the bracket with you. Like, also, they were saying last night that all the regional attendance records were completely shattered like that has to do in large part to all the traveling Virginia Tech fans because you could audibly hear it all night long people saying let's go and like even in the you know singing enter Sandman in Seattle like it's it's incredible like the the amount of hype this is built for the university and it is it's just you know it's so palpable and everyone's just buying into it and it just makes it amazing the the acapella in her sandman is definitely a thing now. Yeah, absolutely. And it's definitely gonna happen at the final four. Right? Oh, hundred percent. Friday night, seven oh three probably or something like that. Eastern time. American it's it's at the Mavericks arena, right? I yeah. So. yeah. But, Shout out American I Airlines, mean, part of their like rewards program. Um <laughs> but... <laughs> not sponsored. They need to put more TVs in the back of the headrests, but yeah, uh, that's my complaint. There, well, you know, you can just they got the free Wi-Fi. You can use your phone. Okay, we're not here to do free advertising for American Airlines, but <laughs> if you want me to, just privately message me, and we can figure that out. There's a couple points of note here uh, that I find to be relatively interesting. Kind of just like looking back at the season as a whole, and obviously, I guess. Many of our listeners will know, and as you guys certainly know, like I used to be the ESPN Blacksburg co-host. I still go on Whoa. Wow. relatively like once a week. Paul Van Wagner, big women's basketball guy. We talk about it all season. Uh, and I remember, you know, looking back the month of January, right? And you lose a late December game to Clemson. Then you drop one early January to Miami. Uh at that time, we didn't know Miami was as good as they ended up being, which was a Sweet 16 Elite Eight caliber team. Uh, and then they lose on the road at Duke. So now you have four losses piled up. They're six and four in the conference. Uh, their last two losses, Duke and Miami, coming by double digits. And I think the question starts to be like, okay, like, we thought this team coming into the year and in the non-conference was going to be something special. Maybe it's time to temper expectations. And from that moment, with the gauntlet that they had in front of them, which was, you know, to name a few just in the regular season, North Carolina State, Florida State, Duke, NC State again, 
UNC, Miami again, Duke, Louisville. The ACC, you're not going to get two games in a row off on the women's side. And they have not lost a game between ACC regular season play, ACC tournament play, and now NCAA tournament play, dating back to January when we were asking ourselves that question. That's an example of a team buckling down, locking in, and a coach in Kenny Brooks uh, making tough personnel decisions that ultimately elevated the team in the end, which is his job. And he has proven that he is very, very good at his job. So just wanted to say this all started back in 2000. It started whenever he started. But you remember back to the 2017-18 season, the run that Coach Brooks took the team in the NIT uh, all the way to the final. That's kind of the moment in this tenure where you feel like, all right, the tide is turning. We're on to something. They make the NCAA tournament a couple of years later. And who do they lose to in the second round? Baylor and Kim Mulkey, who left Baylor and is now the head coach of LSU. They will see her on Friday night. So to your point, guys, the season is a uh, success, as successful as any team season has been Virginia Tech history, essentially. Say 1999 was more successful. They didn't have to play in the tournament. You know, extremely impressive, something to be very proud of, you know, this team for, something to be very proud of coaching staff and their ability to execute on this vision and uh, ultimately just, like, hang your hat on it. Brag to people. Didn't go to Virginia Tech because it is awesome. All right. Women's basketball talk done. Hopefully we will be reviewing the Natty uh, coming up here soon. Uh, LSU and then presumably South Carolina standing in the way of that. But easy, two easy games, two easy games. Favorite of both. Gotta get by Angelis. Looking at South Carolina, I was like, "Ooh, wow!" Yeah, they uh, have not only have they not lost, they've only played three games within single digits all year. Look out for LSU, who's in, in the Final Four. There's a chance. There's a chance. Florida Atlantic is in the final four, which just goes to show how, I mean, it doesn't matter who you are, whether you're the one seed, the ninth seed, going to the final four is impressive. So shout out to Florida Atlantic fans right now. Shout out to San Diego State fans. Even shout out to Coach L, fans of the U. It's pretty sick. He's a great coach, probably the uh, the remaining elite coach in the ACC. And then UConn, they got something going on too. So that's our recap of the men's side. <laughs> so full full disclosure, I am going to uh, Chicago for the weekend to meet up with some uh, friends from Tech, and we've booked that already. We have tickets to to John Mayer, one of the great wow. talents of our generation. Seeing him play live, wasn't playing a show in Charlotte, so I'm like, all right, I'll just go travel to see him. Chicago seems great. I leave tomorrow for that, and of course, uh, yesterday morning he announces that he has extended his tour and is indeed coming to Charlotte. <laughs> <laughs> Right. <laughs> too late now uh, so we're doing that but it times out well central time the game starts at six show starts at eight so we'll be able to see both saturday cubs game during the day second game of the season wow men's final four in the evening oh boy but if friday ends up being a win i will have to repurpose some of those american airlines points i will not be coming home 
He can go right, we'll be Chicago going to Chicago to the old O'Hare to EFW. I mean, there's got to be a thousand flights a day between those two places. Right. So yeah. I think it it should be reasonable and not not terribly expensive. Now, if Iowa were to beat South Carolina, then it becomes a whole different story, right? Because Iowa alumni base pretty much all live in Chicago if they don't live in Iowa. Yeah, yeah. Which at that point, the closest airport is indeed Chicago. Right. So that could be point. true. It's a great but, point. Three, uh, three o'clock tip on, I guess it's, what's that? Two o'clock central then is what time. So it'll be an early flight down on yeah, Sunday I'd, morning. Yeah, I'd have, to, I'd have to get out first thing. But somebody's got to do it. Somebody's got to do it. You're going to be broke. <laughs> yes, I am. Yeah. Yes, I am. All right, gentlemen. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm going to go review my bank account real yeah. quick. But uh, any final words for the folks at home? All right. Well, hey, make sure to subscribe to this podcast. This is a pretty good podcast. We've been getting pretty good interviews recently. It's been pretty awesome. So, uh, yeah, do that and then become a VIP subscriber on VT Scoop. Yeah, leave us a review. Tell your friends. Let's enjoy this moment. Enjoy the opportunity to watch a Virginia Tech team play on this monumentous national stage. And yeah, just have fun. Congratulations. 2022-2023 Virginia Tech women's basketball team. One of the most successful teams in any sport in Hokie history. Have fun this weekend. Until then, go Hokies.